Welcome to the Coach House Beacons. Hello everyone, it's Alina. Welcome to today's Coach House Beacon. What is your favourite colour? Or maybe, what is your favourite dish? I'm sure that, like most of us, you have a favourite place to go on holiday. Perhaps under the current circumstances, your favourite place might be somewhere in your house. Now, if you ever watched a TV programme called The Big Bang, you would know that Sheldon, one of the characters, has a favourite place on the sofa. The list could go on and on, favourite fruit, film, jumper and so on. We are all born with the capability of having favourite things. So we have a question. Why do people have favourite things? This is, this is how Cora.com answered that question. Our brains... Natural reaction to light, sound and touch creates feelings that are usually attached to positive emotions or connections to past experiences to those three things, light, sound and touch. Favourite is a form of attachment to something you really, really like. This other word, favouritism, has its roots in the word favourite, which comes from the Latin word favare, which means to show kindness to. Favouritism is explained in the dictionary as follows. The noun favouritism can simply describe the habit of preferring one particular person or group of people over other person or group. It implies that favour is given at the expense of other people. Favouritism has a negative connotation. It is associated with bad feelings, emotions and experiences. When parents show favouritism to one one of their children, it leaves the others feeling unloved, excluded, lonely and insecure. In the workplace, it can be hard to advance in your career if the bosses show favouritism towards a category of people to which you don't belong to. My husband recruits new staff from time to time and as a recruiter he is trained to avoid favouritism or unconscious bias. And the recruitment process is designed to avoid favouritism as in this situation, this can happen unconsciously. In the Bible, we hear for the first time about not showing favoritism in Exodus, when the Jews were given the law by God. In chapter 23, verse 3, it says, Do not show favoritism to the poor person in a lawsuit. Poor people were prevented from having justice delivered, like in many cases today, because the rich often bribe the court to have their way. But God's command does not stop there. It carries on from equality to kindness. 
Verse 4 in the same chapter says, If you come across your enemy's ox or donkey wandering off, be sure to return it. This was mind-blowing in a society that was still functioning on the an eye for an eye principle. Showing kindness to an enemy was unheard of. And what's more, it was not a mere rule or tradition, it was the law. As people, we are drawn towards other people that are the same as us. The unknown and the unfamiliar, it's a bit scary and a bit uncomfortable. James, in his letter towards the believers outside Palestine, wrote this in chapter 2. My brothers and sisters, believers in our glorious Lord Jesus Christ must not show favouritism. Suppose a man comes into your meeting wearing a gold ring and fine clothes, and a poor man in filthy old clothes also comes in. If you show special attention to the man wearing fine clothes and say, here's a good seat for you, but say to the poor man, you stand there, or sit on the floor by my feet. Have you not discriminated amongst yourselves and become judges with evil thoughts? Listen, my dear brothers and sisters, has, n has not God chosen those who are poor in the eyes of this world to be rich in faith and to inherit the kingdom he promised, those who love him? But you have dishonoured the poor. Is it not the rich who, who are exploiting you? Are they not the ones who are dragging you into courts? Are they not the ones who are blaspheming the noble name of him to whom you belong? If, if you really keep the royal law found in scripture, love your neighbour as yourself, you are doing right. But if you show favouritism, you sin and conceived by the law as a lawbreaker. For whoever keeps the whole law and yet stumbles at just one point is guilty of breaking all, the, all of it. For he who said you shall not commit adultery also said you shall not murder. If you do not commit adultery but do commit murder, you have become a lawbreaker. Speak and act as those who are going to be judged by the law that gives freedom, because judgment without mercy will be shown to anyone who has not been merciful. Mercy triumphs over judgment. This was James chapter 2 from verse 1 to 13. There is little I could add to what I just read. Maybe just this. Don't judge a book by its cover. Show mercy and be kind to everyone, especially people that you don't get on with or you regard as your enemy. After all, it is God's command. Lord Jesus, give us the strength to love and show kindness 
even when the society around us would expect an eye for an eye. You, Lord, when people were crucifying you, you prayed, Father, forgive them, for they do not know what they're doing. Give us the same attitude, Lord. Help us never to forget who and what we are in you, even when we are hurt by others. Help us, Lord Jesus, to always mirror you. Amen. Coach House Beacons, the Coach House Church Daily Devotional. To find out more, join us on Facebook, Instagram, or on our website at www.coachhousechurch.org.